baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Glad you're back here with us. It is a Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Part of uh, being in the Great Outdoors to me, Bo, is uh, getting out on a skeet or a trap range every once in a while and uh, trying out uh, my skills. My dad was a what, really good trap shooter. My son is a really good trap shooter. They all joke that it skipped a generation. <laughs> it's, not, it's all about the lead, right? It's all about the lead of the actual uh, clay. Is that correct? Well, it helps. I've only done it a handful of times. It it helps. To, the really good shooters will teach you that it's all about that. You you follow. You have to follow through. You don't you don't stop moving the gun once you pull the trigger. And that and other, and it also spreads out the 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 spray when you do it of of the pellets. Oh. So the, it really it it does. It, there there is a skill to it. It takes a little bit of practice, and uh, it's not like riding oh, yeah. a bike, unfortunately. But I well, tell you, there's a couple there's a couple of big events coming up in May, and you're, we're going to talk to uh, talk about one of them right now. But I'm going out to St. Louis Trap and Skeet. I was invited as a guest because you're a member, you're a family member, right? I am, yes. Uh, going out there Saturday uh, of this weekend. So uh, if you're listening to this after this, uh, that moment, uh, I'll tell you, I'm going to practice this weekend because I've, I've got to with these other <laughs> events coming up. Yeah, you need to get a few a few rounds in for sure. That that helps. But I'll tell you one place that. It, it may not help you is in sporting clays. <laughs> That's the event we're going to talk about now. My friend Chad Hansen is joining us, of course, of uh, uh, Hansen's Tree Service. And uh, Chad, great to have you on again. How are you? I am doing well, fellas. How are we doing? <laughs> we're, we're doing great. Listen, we, we appreciate your support of the radio station. Let me say that up front. Thank you for all that you do. Um, I, your dad was a great supporter of this radio station too, and I know this is this this uh, uh, event that's coming up is the eighth annual Jeff Hansen Memorial Foundation Sporting Clay event. It's going to be coming up on May twentieth out in Old Monroe, Missouri, at the Black Hawk Valley Hunting Preserve. Great facility up there. I've been out there with you quite a few times over the years. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the foundation. What what are we doing with the money that's raised? So the money that get, that gets raised, uh, try to keep it as local as we can. Um, you know, my dad supported a lot of different local charities, um, but you know, to name a few, I mean, we've we've spent some money with uh, um, the Lindenwood University, the shooting team. Yes, um, we've donated to them. Um, Smile Train, which my dad had a, a submucous cleft palate, so he had a soft spot in his heart for for that type of, uh, you know, medical issues. So we've donated to them, um, a few other like local, um, elderly charities and just try to keep the money, you know, as local as possible to help people in our own community, um, that we may, uh, you know, see every day. 
Well, it's a great way to keep his memory alive. I appreciate what you guys have done. I know we've we've gone and shot some pheasants in the past, some some bird hunting, and now we've yep. kind of switched over to the sporting clays. But I, I was joking. I was kind of joking with Bo about this. But you can trap shoot and skeet shoot all day, and it still may not help you on a sporting clay range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're they're all kind of their own different style of sport. So you, you get used to one uh, doesn't mean you're good at the other. Kind of, you know. I compare it to golf, uh, but you know it's kind of like if you're good at basketball, it doesn't mean you're going to be good at golf. So they're all they're all a little bit different. Okay, for for those that don't know, as I'm pointing to myself, uh, a trap and skeet, I, I I know what that is. What's what's sporting play? Am I am I aware? Yeah. I, is this is this the one with the rabbits that yes. run? Yeah. So it's it it is just a different variation. There, there's no trap and skeet. You know those are set. So you either have targets that basically fly straight away from you or targets that fly from right to left or left to right from you sporting plays is uh is very much like golf there's multiple stations that you walk around to um and each station you know is different so there could be um rabbits bouncing on the ground there could be birds flying away from you birds flying towards you across from you going straight up in the air down at the ground it's just it changes at every station so there's no you know there's nothing that's the same from station to station yeah I've, okay, so I have done that twice in my life. And, and see, this is why I need to practice more. <laughs> but but are you saying that the trap and skeet is really not going to help me with sporting clays, or is it going to give me some familiarity? Oh, it'll definitely give you some familiarity, for sure. I mean, trap and skeet, um, <laughs> you know, is, is great. And, it's you know, it's, it's hard in its, in its own right, uh, depending on what level and distance you're shooting from. Um, you know, so it, it'll definitely there, there's definitely some things that translate from trap and skeet over into sporting clays and vice versa. Um, but if if you know to say that you can be very proficient at trap and skeet and then go out there and expect the same proficiency without doing it or practicing it uh, would be, I would say, a false statement. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was horrible at it. Yeah. Also, also the I, I would add this though. I just got a new shotgun and it wasn't cheap. But I'm going to point out, when my son started trap shooting, uh, Chad, years ago, he was down mm-hmm. on Team Hinges. And um, he's out there with my – he started out with my dad's probably 35-year-old uh, uh, Browning shotgun, uh, Remington. Maybe it was the Remington 1100 that he was shooting. And uh, he came back to me after a couple of the competitions, and he said, you know, Dad um, – I, I'm I don't I don't think my gun is good enough. He said he said there's people out here shooting you know fifteen thousand dollar trap guns and I I don't think I, and I'm like listen the, the 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 pellets come out at the end of the gun the the, the point is are you pointing it in the right place uh, and eventually he got a little bit of an upgrade we we brought him a, we bought him a BT ninety nine at some point once yeah. he got once he got better but I made sure that he improved with that old shotgun first because. You can either point the gun the right way or you can't, and uh, it's right. not always the equipment, right? Wow. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can, you know, with getting a custom-fit gun, I mean, that can help you a little bit. But I'll tell you, one of the best shooters that I know and that I've ever seen, he's a multiple-time world champion and also Olympic medalist, and uh, I've seen him shoot a lot of clay birds with a Browning pump BPS and <laughs> yeah. do absolutely amazing. <laughs> And if yeah, you can do it with a pump, man, and particularly on if you've got two birds you got to deal with, you got a lot of stuff going on at the same time. 
No, that's correct. So it's it's not always the instrument. Like I said, if, uh, if that were the case, I'd have new golf clubs every year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm playing with the same clubs I've had for 20 years because I figure if Tiger Woods picked them up, he'd still play a hell of a lot better than I do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the semi-automatic 12-gauge uh, sporting clay event to happen. That would be a whole lot easier because I think the one thing that, that threw me off on the sporting clays that I did up in, I think it was Defiance, uh, was you had to break the gun down each time to throw in two new shells. And th- th- that to me was just, you know, we have technology for this. <laughs> Can we do a semi-automatic? Yeah, but you're still, I mean, only get, you're still only getting two shots. I mean, that's the, the, the trap. You got one shot. Skeet, you got two shots. Sporting clays. You may do. You may shoot twice at the same station, but you're usually just getting. Right. You're usually just getting a couple of shots. So yeah. Yep. Okay. It, well. it depends. Every everyone is a little different, but I, I don't know. But Chad, I tell you, this is a great event. Tell, tell people now. You've got um, you've got sponsorships still available because clearly the point here is not just to have teams come up there, but the more sponsors you get, the more money we're making for the foundation, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So team, you know, team spots are still available. Sponsorships are still available. You know, as many as we can get, you know, all the money goes right back into the community. Uh, we don't keep any of it. So it'll go all goes right back in. Um, you know, you can check out the Hanson's tree uh, Facebook page. We have uh, information up there as well as uh, Jeff Hanson Memorial Foundation.com. Uh, to get more information on it. Yeah, we're, we're going to have all the details up on, on our website at 97.1 uh, as well, 971talk.com. Uh, we'll try to get that stuff up there because you and I talked about it on my show this week, so I know we've still got probably the flyer up there. But, again, it is the 20th of May up at uh, Black Hawk Valley Hunting Preserve, and I hope people can show up because it includes breakfast, and then the, we have the shoot, and then we have lunch afterwards, which is always outstanding. And there are uh, lots of prizes given away in addition to some some auction items. So that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We always try to have a, a good full boat of fun activities and raffles. And like I said on your show the other day, we got the flamethrower we're, we're uh, raffling <laughs> off this year with a couple other guns. So it should what? be a fun, uh, <laughs> a pretty fun raffle event this year. Yeah, it's going to be good. My Bo- attention now. Bo, uh, you- yeah. Uh, Go ahead. What's that? Uh, no, I was just going to say, how, how many in years past? How many uh, how many uh, shooters have you had? Because uh, I know when we do our poker bash, it's like, okay, how many players could we have? Uh, last right. year, can you give can you give a number? Uh, last year, we were a little over a hundred. Okay, shooters. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty full house, and you know, the the more the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's great, and this is a you know, I would say a kind of a family friendly event. Um, we welcome kids as well, so we. Uh, Love teaching uh, young ones how to shoot and how to get introduced to the sport. Excellent. Yeah, it's all it's all part of it. Well, you know, I mentioned this earlier because obviously Chad is his his day job is uh, Hanson's Tree Service, and you guys have been busy with all these storms moving through, huh? <laughs> we have been busy. The wind definitely keeps us hopping. So I feel like uh, you know we're kind of just getting started. So we'll see what the rest of the spring brings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love seeing I love seeing your trucks running around, man, and you know. Uh, the, the, something has happened bad, and I'm, I'm sure you deal with you know trees on houses and things like that. But uh, you guys are top notch in my book, and as far as uh, tree service goes. Well, I appreciate it. We uh, we try to do our best. There's uh, you know there's a lot of challenges we face, but uh, yeah, we, we try to try to be good to the people that we work for and do a good job and uh, just keep everything reputable. 
dangerous man. yeah no no it is yes, it, it is. is it can be dangerous work and you know when I, you had me out there at your facility uh in in st charles county it was you can see the the uh the metal trees and stuff that you guys use for training right to to, to train your folks right. up yeah 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 i mean like you mentioned earlier it is a very dangerous occupation i don't think people realize but we, we go back and forth with uh, deep sea fishing and oil rigging for the most dangerous occupation in america and i think last year we had our industry unfortunately had the most uh, deaths per capita again last year. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot of unknown variables when you get into doing some of the work that we do, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just a, it's extremely dangerous. So we take training very uh, you know very seriously. Um, you know, all of our employees go through training programs throughout the year. Um, we have a, a big steel tree that we basically fabricated together so we can teach people the basics um, in a kind of a controlled environment before we send them out there in a in a live tree that may have some unknown uh, soft spots or dead spots or any other variables. So well, it's a constant evolution of training. It's it's a great point. And uh, Chad, you know, I, I, I should have warned you about this before I brought it up on the radio. So hopefully you're oh, comfortable no. with me mentioning it, but we do <laughs> second amendment radio in the great outdoors here. We talk about the shooting sports and stuff and yeah. trips all the time. You told me about a, a recent safari uh, trip you were able to go on. Can you, can you share some of those details with the folks? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, uh, lucky enough to, to go on a safari, um, you know, about a month ago in South Africa and, uh, definitely a first for me and, and definitely a, quite the experience. It was, uh, you never know what to expect. You know, I, I'd heard all kinds of things, but man, it was, uh, it was so cool. I, uh, I definitely plan to do it again, but I was able to get, um, an Impala, a zebra and a warthog and, and just the amount of animals that you see. I mean, it, you see a lot of animals over here in the States and, you know, deer and elk and stuff like that. But I mean, just the amount of animals that you see over there, I mean, it, it's nothing to see, you know, hundreds of different animals throughout the day um, just by driving around in the back of their Jeeps. It, it's just incredible. So even if I didn't get to shoot anything, I mean, it was still an amazing experience, but the fact that I did, you know, you know, come home with three different animals was a, uh, a blessing and something I look forward to doing again. Yeah, and and when you and I talked about, uh, and I don't, you don't have to mention the price you paid to do it, but when you and I talked about it, it was a lot less expensive than I envisioned. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for what you pay for a good elk hunt in the states, you can go to South Africa and, and <laughs> oh, harvest wow. several animals. Um, you know, and sometimes for even less. So. It's it's not as outlandish as, as you think, you know, just off the top of your head because it's, you know, half the world away. You know, I always assumed that, but when I started looking into it, I was like, wow, I was shocked. You know, I can this is actually somewhat affordable. Now, you know, if you go over there and want to, you know, shoot one of what they call the, the dangerous five, um, you know, that's when the prices start going up. When you yeah. get into the rhinos and the lions, I mean, you're looking, you know, significant money at that point, but... Um, if you want to shoot some of the more common, less dangerous game over there, um, it's very reasonably priced. Yeah, and you yeah, don't have to get in a lottery. So, and it's so important, too, because uh, as I learned uh, over the years, that the money that uh, they I mean, they have no tourism except for safaris and maybe a few other right. things, but that money is so important for fresh water and maybe electricity yep. and food items, things like that. So really, it is a, a huge benefit when people want to say, yeah, I can't believe you showed that. No, no, no. This is what they right. do. This is the only way they can raise that money. Well, especially in the areas, you know, in South Africa, you know, these countries all have different laws. And, you know, this is a major part of their economy. But I will tell you, yes. just from a conservation and sustainment standpoint, I was amazed. You know, these people yeah. are farmers. They, 
they take care of these animals and they know the population that is on their property. And, you know, by law, they basically control the population. The government doesn't tell them what they can and cannot harvest, that they are in control of that population. So they make sure that their herds are well taken care of. Um, they don't interfere with the natural life cycle, but, you know, they they don't allow people to hunt more than what they can sustain um, on the property. So, you know, I didn't see a, a massive lack of population of any of the animals, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's a great, but it sounds like a great experience. Chad, listen, uh, uh, looking forward to seeing you on May 20th, my friend. Thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and I uh, can't wait to see you out there. <laughs> Good stuff. Chad Hansen from Hansen's Tree Service, hansenstree.com. And we have more information on the Sporting Clay event coming up on, on my website there at 971talk.com. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's a busy guy right there. I, I, I wonder how many employees he has, because you see their trucks all oh, over lots. the place. yeah. And uh, and heading heading out of town when there's you know danger in Arkansas or Kentucky or whatever they sure. they're uh, uh, great first responders if you will working hard hey that's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors have a great weekend we'll see you next week see you boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.